Welcome to the V-Shape Podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Nina and Tyler. Hey, guys. Hey. We have a good one today. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of this yeah, person. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I am now too. And so I want to make sure we have plenty of time because I know we only have like a 45-minute recording spot today. So I'm like, I, I don't know how much I want to banter with you guys today. Yeah. No I banter really, today. I want to really introduce <laughs> the guest. One thing I will say is that I get excited when you guys get excited because I don't really usually know who's coming well, on. You don't really I'm use more of a shoot media. from the hit kind of person. I don't use social media either, right? But I just did find out that this person coming on had like a clothing drop or something, right? Yes. Is that right? That yes. said, social media is not reality. Bam. And I was like, boom, this is going to be know, a fun conversation. Gonna, it's going to be good. I love it. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, Nina, I'm going to pass you my computer. I'll have you, let's 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 read about our guests, our, her Absolutely. bio, and then we'll just kind of jump right in today. I, I got to tell you, when I was reaching out and prospecting this person, I was like, oh my God, they wrote back. Like, <laughs> yay, we get to have them on the podcast. So it was very exciting for us. Um, today we have with us Sarah Puto, aka Saggy Sarah on social media. She's a queer body acceptance content creator. She posts photos to assist others in unlearning societal standards regarding different body aspects and overcoming their body insecurities by showing how bodies look different from being relaxed versus posed and posting about different body aspects such as body hair, cellulite, scar Bars, stretch marks, etc., with the goal of normalizing all of these things. And with that, I will say, welcome, Sarah. We're so happy to have you here. Welcome. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Hello. We are so pumped. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. I'm like probably blushing. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. No, that's making me I, blush. <laughs> I just want to start by saying thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, of course. <laughs> this is needed, and um, just to give context. Uh, in case people haven't seen you on social media, can you give us a little further understanding of like, what is your goal with your social channel? Like, what are you trying to do there? So my goal with my, mostly my Instagram, it's my main social media account, is to just normalize all bodies because I feel like in mainstream media and on social media, we don't see a lot of diversity in bodies and we typically usually only see posed bodies while we're scrolling and just looking at our relaxed bodies, just everyday body, chilling, and comparing that to what we see online. So I just want to normalize how we look regularly every day and remind ourselves that that is normal and okay. <laughs> this is really this is really important work. It's really important. Because everybody just looks at the magazines and the social media and like, they don't realize like you can go learn how to pose yeah. and look differently. And you can learn how to like- Lighting, you know, editing. Lighting, like uh, the editing, all these filters, all this crap. It's like, it's not real. Do you it know, drives me nuts. Do you know the way that I really know if I'm doing a good job as a parent with this particular topic? What's that? It, it's painful, but if your child sees a person or a body or something that they feel like unfamiliar with, they will make a comment. Mm. And then I go, shit, I'm fucking up as a parent because <laughs> they don't understand that that is like, like that that's not a normal thing. Like curated. Yes. And so like this, I, this idea around, I feel like it's my responsibility for them to be exposed and normalize all different types of bodies, right? right. Like I was actually, um, I've talked about that book that my kids read and I just got your 
unborn child, that book about bodies where it's like, just representation matters, I think is what we're trying yes. to say. Yeah. And when you, when you don't acknowledge that and children reflect back to you their internal experience, their internal experience is a result of what you're, like what you're curating for them, right? And so I think that it's a really important message when they reflect that experience back to you. It's like, oh my gosh, like maybe I need to be more mindful of what I'm, what I'm normalizing in my own household, right? Yeah, for sure. Every, every yeah. time I come across something you've posted on uh, social channels, I follow you on Instagram, and it's like this huge relaxation falls over me. I'm like, that's like what my body looks like. That, yeah. That's normal. Like, yeah. that's okay. And and you post about many different things, like not even just how I look relaxed or how I look versus pose, but like hair, skin texture, like all these things that we just do not see in media at all. Like, you're almost like, <gasps> this is like not supposed to be on social media. What is this? Because yes. it's so alien to us when we see it <laughs> yes. in that context. Because it's, so, it's real. This is real. It's normal. <laughs> like it's normal. It's just a beautiful thing. I'm so grateful that it exists. I'm so glad that people are, are following you and seeing this on their feeds. And I think, and not to keep going back to children, but like that is how we uh, are able to have hope for the future, in yes. my opinion. And like also, like when I when my kids and, and I have read that book, I was talking about they'll see that person, like a person on the in the book that has like a lot of stretch marks and they'll be like, oh, that's just like your belly mama. And I'm like, exactly. Yep. But if I'm like, I need to get rid of those, like I don't think people understand that message that I'm sending them, right? Yes. right? Yeah. And so it's like- And they don't either. Yeah, they yeah. don't either. They're just like literally taking it in. So I, that's why I just wanted to open by saying thank you because if we don't have like, this as like normalized like it's just human bodies <laughs> um so it's funny that we even like sometimes it's funny that we even have to have this it is actually kind of bizarre um, yeah <laughs> so tell I me like agree. maybe we can start with your journey like what inspired this 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 it's a brave act yeah yeah I mean like tell us about where this started and and t talk with us about your journey first of all thank you so much that was like <laughs> I was like well, thank you <laughs> I appreciate you guys and your kind words but um, yeah, this started all in, well, <laughs> my whole life. No, <laughs> um, Basically, I was a teenager, early adulthood. I think I was 20, 21 when I started working out a ton and just went into just overworking out and started getting disordered eating habits along with that and thought that this was completely normal because I was looking at like fitness influencers online and seeing their progress and what they posted and what they ate and kind of internalized all of that and also downloaded all of these fitness apps like MyFitnessPal which had like the recommendations for the amount of calories you should eat but it was just completely it became like this competition with myself. It's like and gamifying starvation, right? At the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like an app for that. It's wild. And yeah, from that, it just kind of spiraled into this like horribly toxic habit that I didn't realize was toxic at all. I just thought I was being healthy and working out and eating correctly. And um, I actually started posting all of that onto Instagram in 2015, 2016. So I was quite like a fitness content creator at the time. Mm. And as I kind of immersed myself into that category of content creation and found other content creators who do, did the same thing, I was kind of comparing myself to them the whole time and looking at my everyday body and being like, okay, 
I'm posing constantly every single time I post my photos, but do they look like that 24 mm. seven? And it just made me spiral and think that I wasn't working hard enough mm. and I wasn't good oh. enough. And eventually in the beginning, I think it was, of no, the end of 2016, I started posting photos of what I posted on Instagram at the time versus the reality of what I looked like in that moment and just relaxed. And yeah, it just got a really good response. And all of these other fitness creators were like, this is literally my life too. Like, I thank you for posting this. Thank you for like showing people. And then I was like, okay, this feels a lot better for me to post about. And I felt like I was constantly exaggerating all of my workouts and my like food <laughs> intake and all of that uh, when I was posting all of that online, not saying that all fitness content creators are like that at all. This was just my personal experience and what I was doing. So I was basically like calling myself out as well. Um, yeah. And then I've just been posting this type of content since then. That, that, is so, that is so brave of you to even take that first step. Like so few people want somebody to view their lives, let alone view this moment in your life where you go, Hey, I am getting attention for the things that I'm doing here. And let me just show you a snippet of reality. Like what a beautiful yeah. act of courage you did there to be able to show the reality of the situation and give others just permission to go, ha. Ah. Cause like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big social media user despite the fact that WeShape has a pretty good social media presence and strategy. But, but the reason why is because it just, I can feel it suck me in. Like I'm, I'm a total like uh, dopamine seeking addict at heart. And it's like the moment I tried to do social media, I was like, this is gonna ruin my life. And I'm like, I will spend all of my time here and I will not, I will neglect everything else in my life. I'm just not even gonna touch this thing with a 10 foot pole. And like um, so many people get sucked into this being reality and it's not. And it's really important. And I'm super happy that you're doing this work. Thank you so much. That's a really good boundary to create with yourself, by the way. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Self-awareness is helpful. Sometimes. I could never. <laughs> <laughs> and so like after you kind of got brave enough to say, I'm going to pose, I'm going to fitness content to like, I'm actually going to detach from that identity, which is a huge, I mean, I just want to say that most people live their whole life and can never detach from an identity. So yeah. that in itself is a really powerful Especially not practice. one that's rewarding, yeah. right? Not yeah. one where like people are like, wow, you look so amazing. You're so disciplined. This is so great, right? Yeah. I, and I what I love most, Sarah, is like, I think the greatest gift we can give anyone is permission to be themselves, regardless of yes. what societal standards and expectations are, right? Like just that permission to to be you, I think is such a huge gift. And like, that's one of the things we're trying to do at WeShape, which is so funny when people come in and they're like, well, tell me what I'm supposed to eat. I'm like, well, I don't know. What do you think you're supposed we're to like, eat? We're like, no. <laughs> and then they're like, well, tell me yeah. how many days a week I'm supposed to work out. I'm like, well, what does your body say? It's like, it's like, it's like such a foreign concept and people get grumpy with me. But I'm like, it's okay to listen to you. Like we have spent yeah. so much of our life like listening to voices outside of us to like determine what we felt was good for us and it's just like we could just not do that anymore if we wanted so I mean like tell me where were you did you ever get like pushback for this for this new type of content you were delivering or did you notice that people were so ready for it like share the journey from that transition of like I'm posting fitness content to actually I'm posting real life and I'm giving myself permission to be me <laughs> yeah so I kind of like had a massive in-between of posting both things except I kind of stopped posting about my workouts and what I was doing because I didn't want to 
make other people feel like they were meant to be doing the same workouts as I was doing. And whenever people ask me like, oh, what workouts do you do? What do you like eat? Uh, I made, I think, two YouTube videos of what I eat in a day. But after that, I quite like stopped posting my food apart from like food I eat at restaurants because need those restaurant suggestions. <laughs> Reviews <laughs> always accepted. <laughs> Yes. Um, But yeah, it initially got, I think when people started writing articles about my Instagram page in 2017, 2018, 2016, I got a lot of hate from people who just kept saying like, don't be lazy, go work out. Um, Don't be fat, go to the gym. And just saying like, this isn't normal, like your body is not normal. You should probably, like, (sighs) go to a doctor to make sure you're okay. Because (sighs) for me, my stomach just sticks out naturally. Like, it looks like I'm, like, pushing it out. Because there's organs in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's organs. You know? There's organs. (laughs) Can I say something about that really quick? The stomach thing. This one drives me nuts, right? Because it's something that we we do in our society, right? So one of the first things we teach at WeShape with our movement program is breathing. It's deep belly breathing. And very few people can do this because when they push their belly out, they feel it against their waistband. They freak out. And that's the thing that everybody told you to not do. But if you watch a child, right, what does a child do? They walk around, their shoulders and their chest is relaxed, their belly pokes out, they breathe deeply into their belly, which kind of activates that parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest side of the nervous system. And so it's like, it's like at some point along the way, Somebody was like, hold it suck it in, you know, breathe into your chest. Don't yeah. do this. And then we say like, oh, your belly sticks out when you're relaxed. And that's a bad thing. But really, this is a natural state of being human. It's just your belly just relaxing, just laying yeah. on your lap like that while you take some deep breaths. So I just I just want people to be aware of that. Like so many of us, just, we just hold it all in. And it was, it's so I mean, metaphorically, so too. And metaphorically, <laughs> too. Yeah, emotionally, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I heard that. And I was like, oh, my no, God, like this is something everybody does. And it's it's crazy to me how few people can just like relax their body and just like let things be as they are exactly no it's good that you added that in because it's so true as well and that's such another another like big like factor as to why everyone's stomach sticks out and we don't realize it because exactly we were taught to suck in all the time and it's just funny because a lot of people will also be like oh how many months pregnant are you online no one's really ever said that to me in person i don't think but it's just weird the amount of different comments that there has to be a reason for why I look the way I do because it's so unnatural when it's really not at all. We're just so we're not used, used to, to seeing. seeing. Yeah, we're just used to seeing the flexed and the posed and the sometimes even Photoshop when we don't even realize that it's Photoshop or editing. Do you think that any so one thought that I've been having since we've started this dialogue is just the idea and and I I can only speak for the culture that I grew up in in the United States so I am happy to hear other perspectives and um, but I do feel like in in this particular culture there is a lot of sexualization around bodies and to me when the focus is around that we take away from the beauty that the body like has. And so when the primary focus is we're going to set a standard, that standard is going to be rooted in a body being sexualized, and that's what you're supposed to do, that doesn't give any space for an evolution of a body, for the beauty of a body. And like, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, for me, 
growing up in the United States has been a culture of bodies being sexualized. Yeah. And if that's the core, and it's like we have established what the ideal for that is, that body never changes. Like there's no reverence, there's no respect, there's no um, beauty in any of this. And I, I, I think about this because I have a friend who has dated a number of men who are European. And she's like, it's really bizarre. They don't sexualize the body in the same way that when I date American men. There's just a lot of beauty and reverence for the body. And I was like, oh, that's a choice. Like, uh. Wow, yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much like the cultural implication has on, on perpetuating this problem. But when we look through the lens of sexualization around bodies, we don't leave space for the respect and the reverence for uh, the evolution and, and what normal really is. I'm, I'm going to flex my feminism muscle here because I, 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 I've missed you saying one thing there, which is like, not only do we sexualize women in society, men, men too to a certain degree, but I would say significantly more women. But this puts men saying, I want a woman who looks like this. And it puts women in a position saying, if I look like this, I receive love and praise. And it keeps women stuck in I have to look good for men. And it keeps men stuck in women have to look good for me, right? Which keeps us all kind of trapped in this system that I think is not serving anybody at the end of the day. And so I, I couldn't agree more that people need to start appreciating who they are and just, you know, everybody's different, everybody's different, right? And start um, looking at themselves and just finding ways to appreciate themselves. And and I this goes back, and Sarah, I say this a lot on the podcast, like we are not born this way. Like we are right. not born to like, have hate for to our hate body, ourselves. to have hate for other people's yes. bodies, to have this sexualized lens that we look through when we think about bodies. Like we're not born with those things. Those are taught and learned behavior. So I don't know if you want to comment on that at all, but just an observation that I'm having around the cultural yeah. values. Definitely. I just thought of like one thing as well, like a quite significant example is like how breasts are sexualized mm. when, whereas like breastfeeding is like, that's disgusting. I don't want to see that. And I'm just like, that's aren't they there for that? Yeah. <laughs> They're not Their there to be a primary sexual purpose. object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, ins- I mean, that's insane. Like one of the things, I agree with what you said, yeah. Katie, and I think that some cultures certainly don't have as much of a stigma around it. And I think we haven't really figured out in our own family dynamic, like what that means, right? Like I have a 10 year old daughter and people probably would think I'm really bad for doing this, but I kind of walk around nude and it's not a big deal. Like I don't make a big deal about it. And there will be a point where she goes, you know, no. And obviously I'm going to hold that boundary and be respectful of that as well. But I, I feel like it, it just the idea that we have to cover everything up and around these people that are supposed to just be there to nurture and care for us is like p- perpetuating that cycle in the first place. I mean, I grew up on a hippie commune, yeah. so I totally have a different relationship around. I mean, nudity in America versus nudity in European cultures, um, lots of different cultures probably actually is very differently. It's treated very differently. But like if you're thinking about that concept through the lens of sexuality, that's very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Yeah, but if right. you're thinking about it through the lens of respect and this is just a human body and we have reverence and we like that is a completely different like, like we're yeah. all just we're all naked right now just with a little bit of clothes on right at the it's end of the day hot, it's actually. Like, I, was thinking about, who, I might take is, a layer off this is who we are you know <laughs> but i love your example because that was the other interesting thing i mean my first child was a decade ago now but even during that experience of breastfeeding her i breastfed her for almost two years which is also a lot of people had opinions about that um was just like I knew better like at that point in my life I knew that like this was the most important thing I could offer my child but I had grown up in a culture that told me that breasts were sexualized so I had a lot of internal struggles like publicly breastfeeding her even though I knew I wanted to it was like 
I'm like, damn, I was really not set up for success here. And I could feel it. I was like, I can feel where I have internalized the sexualization of breasts. And like, I didn't, I wanted to break free from it. So what I'd love to move into now, because I, I feel like this is so important for our listeners, is how do people start to move into body acceptance yeah. like if you're mm. like in a space where you're like i just i hear you I, I i see it i understand the value in this in this path but i've been on this path for so long and how do i take a step up towards this other path like in body rooted in body acceptance maybe you can share with us some some of your thoughts around that yeah so i feel like body neutrality is the best stepping stone into body acceptance because if you go from self-hatred and just having consistent negative self-talk and looking at yourself every day and being like, ugly, change this, change this, do that. Instead, you can kind of look in the mirror and when you feel those thoughts coming up, take a pause and take a deep breath. Deep breaths always help. Push that <laughs> belly out. Just... Push that belly out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Push it out. <laughs> and yeah, just neutralize the negative comment into something for example like the stomach if I'm so used to like sucking in all the time and I look in the mirror and I'm relaxing my tummy and I see it stuck out and I think to myself like nope need to change that instead you'll pause breathe in breathe that stomach out and be like this stomach is meant to be here to digest food it sticks out because it has organs in it when i breathe out it's relaxed and it pokes out and that's what it is and eventually once you start neutralizing these negative thoughts to just just saying what it is about your body that is just being human just turn it into human not social media epitome pedestal bodies <laughs> Go back to the humanness of your body. Mm. And I feel like once you just consistently start doing that, that's like the easiest first step that you can do. And it does take time and you're not going to wake up one day and all of a sudden be like, oh, okay, never going to hate myself again or my <laughs> body or I just fully accept myself wholeheartedly. It's really I mean, if someone's done that, good job. <laughs> Proud of them. But it's yeah, I don't feel like that's an accurate um, goal or like a good goal to have to think that it'll switch overnight. It's a process. It's a lifelong process, to be honest. And just also be kind to yourself on those days where you have bad body image days. Like everyone gets them. My, I recently made a YouTube video about it as well. And has a lot of tips on there but a few of them would be to like just avoid mirrors like we don't have to stand in front of a mirror or any reflective surface and pick apart our bodies we can just simply be like no you know what I'm not feeling good today I'm in a negative headspace so I'm not gonna put myself in the position where I'm gonna talk negatively about myself and if that also means that you don't want to take photos that day or like be in photos then fine you rather do that than be in those photos and then hate yourself and start the negative self-talk spiral again. But I also want to remind you that 80-year-old you will be happy that you got those photos mm. laughing with your friends mm. <laughs> and will never regret them or pick apart your body. Oh, I love that. And that's also like a really nice thought to, it's such a privilege to age. And when we're older, 
when we're like 80, 60, however old, <laughs> we will look back at ourselves when we're younger and want that mobility of our bodies back and just basically the humanness of our younger selves, you know? Hey there, if you're enjoying the We Shape podcast and you've heard us talk about We Shape before, then you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, what is We Shape? Well, at We Shape, we create personalized at-home workouts for every single one of our members. These are workouts where every single movement is customized to you to help you connect with your body and care for your body in a much more meaningful way. We also have a community of people there to support you, to help uplift you as you examine your beliefs, set new intentions, and again, start showing up for yourself as an act of self-care rather than trying to do your workouts as an act of self-judgment. And hey, if you're a fan of the podcast, we also do a live podcast discussion group on Zoom, as well as other Q&As, as well as free challenges for all of our members to help you get motivated to actually start taking action to caring for yourself so you can feel better in your body and about your body. So if you want to try WeShape for free for two full weeks, go to WeShape.com backslash podcast and you can get started today. I love that. I talked about this in the podcast a long time ago, so I'm going to bring it all the way back. But when we started this podcast, we were talking about that kind of body acceptance journey. And I had just come back from camping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt so joyful while I was camping. And like, I love being outside and camping is fun. There's lots of great things about that. But what I realized on that experience of being camping is that I hadn't looked at myself in a reflective surface in like this this week long period. And it wasn't, be- I mean, like, you know, I check the mirror before I go to work or you make sure your hair's all in the right place or there's nothing in your teeth or whatever. But we're so trained to check on your image, make sure like, how am I being perceived by others today? Mm. And when you're camping, you like get up and like maybe you put your hair in a ponytail and then you like just go to the river or go for a hike or whatever and you're not like finding a reflective surface to check yourself in you're just like this is it this is what we're doing and it brought me such joy to like disconnect from that part of how am I being perceived today and and it's brought me kind of full circle to what I wanted to say right now which is I am not quite on your level, Sarah, but I, I want to get there someday. But I do not filter my photos on Instagram anymore. Mm. Like, I just made a promise. I was like, this is unrealistic. This is this is bullshit and it's fake. And as much as it's fun to throw on, like, some filter that makes your hair look like a strawberry or something, <laughs> it, like, to filter just, like, those <laughs> images to make you look extra snatched, as they say, like, it doesn't serve me. I go back and look at those and I'm like, oh, that's not what I look like, but it's what I would like to look like. Mm. And I'm just so glad that that's been a practice of mine now for, like, a pretty decent amount of time because when I post a photo I'm not like oh those freckles or oh those wrinkles I'm like that's just my face and it feels like such a relief and I I think it's an important time to remind people that you're in control of your social media yeah and you get to curate who follows you and who you follow so you know like I recently have my my I choose to have my personal um Instagram private and I recently went through and took people off that I hadn't spoken with in years because I'm like what is my intention for this social media channel? And it's like my intention is to connect with people that I don't get to see all the time to share my experiences and connect and like see how everyone's doing. And so I just want to connect with people that I actually stay in touch with that would actually offer me uh, like positive communication. Mm -hmm. So there's no one forcing anyone to have, you know, whoever follow them or you to follow. It's like you get to curate your own experience. So I encourage people to ask themselves if the curated experience they're choosing to have on social media is supportive and positive and you know contributing to your well-being and if it's not 
you can always just make that change. <laughs> well, I mean, the algorithm keeps feeding you, right? Like yeah. you tell yeah. the algorithm what you're interested in by your interactions, et cetera, and it then it starts feeding you back. So like it's sometimes it's good to do like a little state of the union and be like, is this really working for me? Because right. sometimes you catch yourself going down a curiosity rabbit hole perhaps or whatever, and you're like, oh, this isn't making me feel that good. For me personally, just my Instagram following has gone, I've, it's gone down over the years. I'm like, <laughs> one follower. <laughs> Nina, you get to see what's going on. It's just But me. it's just, I just feel like we get to have a choice in that. And that is something, we can't change everything. I can't, you know, as much as I want to come in and shift all the cultural values overnight, um, that that's probably not going to happen. But there is a lot of times in our life in particular as we learn to have body neutrality and move into body acceptance where we do have more power than we think and I think we need to stop and observe that and and I think we just get stuck in just I'm doing this I'm doing this I'm doing this but we're not thinking consciously like is doing this you know can you know contributing to the well-being of my life or not and I think if we can just pause for a second and say do these people I follow on social media contribute to my well-being? Maybe not. Yeah. Do the people who are making comments on what I'm posting that are negative contribute to my well-being? I don't know. And like then there's there lies the choice, right? I was going to ask you, Sarah, this came up for me just now when Katie was talking. What do you feel like or has there been a difference in your kind of general mental well-being from changing your Instagram from like, hey, this is my fitness curated feed and what I'm eating and what I'm doing and to what you're posting today, which is more uh, authentically you, I guess I would say. Yeah, like I have completely gone out of my disordered eating habits, which is amazing and has been such an incredible journey <laughs> for myself and just my well-being and my relationship with fitness is so healthy now. <laughs> we are friends, Aww. not enemies. <laughs> mm, that's beautiful. So yeah. Yeah, and I've noticed like it's a lot easier for me because I struggle with a lot of mental health issues. So it's quite nice to be able to speak up about that authentically online and kind of because I've been on social media for so long and had an audience for about seven years now. So I'm very used to filtering out people saying things that are like kind of mean or just judgmental for no reason or projecting their inner self-hatred towards me mm. and to just then be able to express my issues and help others and just focus on the people that I'm actually creating a sense of community and help with and kind of ignoring the haters the trolling and all of that so that's just helped my mental health so much as well <laughs> I love what you're saying here. Uh, and I'm going to go back to something you said in the very beginning, because we're talking about social media and how it's affecting us negatively. And you're talking about how self-acceptance is bringing you so much more joy and happiness. And I think, you know, this is something I've observed in my own life as well. It's like the more we can just love and accept ourselves as we are right now, the more joy we have in our lives it's the more we look at ourselves in the mirror and we appreciate rather than judge. And you said something earlier when you first started posting um, on social media and you said, I would compare myself to others. And one of the core lessons I always try to teach my kids is comparison is the root of suffering, right? The moment we say, I'm not like that person, it's an act of self-rejection. And an act of self-rejection is the opposite of an act of self-acceptance, right? And so if self-acceptance makes us happy, self-rejection makes us feel sad, makes us feel incomplete, makes us feel not whole. And we continue to reach outside of ourselves to try and complete that. So, um, you know, when it comes to the comparison side of things, um, have you noticed this 
kind of being one of the roots why people get so stuck in trying to just do better, do better, do better, do better. I'm just curious on your perspective on that. Definitely. It is literally <laughs> basically what I've based my whole um, Instagram off of because I've noticed if it's not someone's body that you're comparing yourself to, it might be their face or their lives or their relationship. And the way that we have evolved as a society to place certain things on a pedestal and then compare ourselves to random people that we see online and be like, oh, that's actually what life is about and that is the goal of life and we've created these like goals that aren't even ours because we're comparing ourselves to other people being happy about something else that someone else created if that makes sense it's kind Absolutely. of just like consistent and we don't even know if they're actually happy right. right right like they can exactly. be posting that and be like <laughs> miserable and we're like well no i decided yeah. though based on societal expectation that that is what happiness looks like yeah you got the body you got the life you got the stuff right but okay I you're happy i also i want to be about, happy too i also think about that we we miss the mark a lot on sort of, well, social media, you can't feel this as much. And I think that's why it takes out the, social media takes out the human experience. I mean, it right. just does. Like, But there there's this idea where when people have like a lot of either, you know, self, you know, acceptance or body neutrality or there is an energy that people carry in them that that is contagious. Yes, absolutely. And, and you can have people who meet quote unquote cover of magazine standards who they emanate like misery and so I think it's important to also tap into that experience and like to recognize that there are people who do not meet the standard at all who are absolutely thriving and just emanating joy and so yeah. like if that's possible like then we know for certain that you don't have to meet that cover of that magazine in order to get that right and we all try to reach for that because we think that we will get this internal fulfillment and joy and sort of like beaming with self-acceptance and worthiness. But if we see people who are not meeting that standard, who are emanating that energy, that is proof right there that that's not actually how you get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so it's like always there, reminding yourself of For that, sure. right? Like there, you, like the standard is not one plus one is not equal to there, right? It's like meeting a standard does not equate to fulfillment and acceptance and joy and 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 self-worth absolutely not but yet we still keep running after that dangling carrot and i'm like <laughs> you, you, you bring up something powerful here and i'm so curious on your perspective on it sarah so one of the things that i try to hold in my life is this strange dichotomy of like i'm enough right now as i am no matter what and i also want to become better but not from a place of incompleteness from a place of like inspiration and just wanting to be the best person that i can be and it's such a strange dichotomy to hold because you can become better because you feel like you're not enough, right? And while doing that, you can feel like you're not enough and, you know, all these different things. So I don't know if you have any experience of that internal struggle as well where, you know, we're seeking to improve ourselves, but we have to be super cautious. If, are, we, are we doing this from a place of self-love or from a place of self-judgment? Yeah, I've had so much experience and know exactly what you're talking about because I've had this moment as well where I've questioned myself on am I still accepting of myself if I want to improve like X, Y, and Z about my life? And I feel like it, like I wish there was like just a middle point that I could stay on forever, but it kind of <laughs> is a zigzag type right. life beautiful. journey again. And I feel like it's, 
both of them are perfectly good to have and I feel like we all need to grow and learn in life and I feel like we do that anyway every day without realizing it but kind of staying self-aware and asking yourself questions of like why am I doing this again and just staying mindful at those points where you feel like it's going too far or if I've noticed for me personally if I feel like I'm starting to be quite negative towards myself and the negative self-talk is coming back not just about my body or anything like that like whether that's like oh am am I making enough money am I reaching my goals what are my goals where did these goals come from and why do I feel like I need to achieve them when I don't know I kind of like question the purpose of life a lot when it goes to these like little spiral thoughts and yeah I I think what I'm hearing you say is that you you experience self-judgment and instead of acting you question the self-judgment, right? It's like yes. you say, okay, like I'm not, I'm not achieving this thing that I think I should be achieving. And I'm take a moment, I'm gonna take that deep belly breath again, right? And I'm gonna say, yes. <laughs> why do I feel deficient in this? Like, am I really chasing this because it's what I really wanna do? Am I chasing it because I feel deficient, right? I think that's such a beautiful like practice of inquiry to notice like the self-judgment is highlighting the work we need to do in self-acceptance, not necessarily the work that we need to do to achieve what we're judging ourselves about. Is yeah, that and right? I and I think yes. that I want to like call out something that because this used to happen with us a lot, so yeah. I'm just going to share this. Uh, like, in, oh yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> in the thick of you know your journey with uh, needing to grab on to success, right? Yeah. In a business, in a business perspective. I remember you would come to me and be like, well, we just need to sit down and you just need to paint out your goals for me, Katie, so we can make sure we're aligned. And I remember feeling so much internal resistance and not understanding why I would feel that resistance because I'm like everyone, all the big business coaches out there are saying to do it this way, but I don't, I feel resistant. I don't know why. And I just said, okay, why do you feel resistant? And I remember I came to you one day and I said, I think I can finally articulate. And I think that this concept can be applied to what we're talking about, which is when I try to determine what is best for me and what I goal I need to meet regardless of what category of my life I'm trying to meet it I'm actually taking away the opportunity it's like I'm deciding that there's only one path and there is actually infinite paths in the in this life that we can all take and there is a certain level of surrender and saying it's okay to just be here now and not know what the next step is it's okay to just be and, and it was, I had to work up a lot of courage at that time to come and say, I actually don't want to share my business goals with you for the next three years because I trust that all will be revealed along the way. And so that right there has given me such a tool to be like, it's okay to just be right now and not have to determine if I need to change anything, right? Like the more will be revealed kind of, kind of mentality. And I think we can apply that here. Like, I don't, I don't know that we need, you know, if, if you know that you're worthy as you are today, like. Do we do we need to go down these paths all the time of like I need to improve this and I need to improve this and I, like sometimes I feel like it's just like we're we're moving control from one thing to the next and the idea of like oh actually like if that's stressing me out maybe I can just say I'm I'm good as I am and more will be revealed I I don't know if this is resonating but for me it helps a lot I love what Sarah said about like there not being a perfect midpoint like I'm always like we want to find balance like I want to 
love myself as I am or not. And then like, well, then am I allowed to make a change if I love myself as I am, et cetera? Like there's no perfect, like I've gotten an A plus in, I am sitting comfortably here. Like life is going to be a zigzag, like you said, and kind of coming back to center when we can and being observant of it and curious of it is really, really helpful. So that was like really good direction. And I know we're kind of coming up on time, but I really wanted to mention something that Sarah's been doing online that I okay. absolutely love. Can Please, I say something before? Just no, before we have that, two. Really? No, we have 120 <laughs> seconds. I just, I just want to say one thing, okay. which is <laughs> achievement is a pervasive addiction that is rarely looked at. I just want to say that. I just want to edify what you're saying, Katie, is that so podcast. many people I know <laughs> are deeply addicted to achievement, including myself. And that's something I have to look at every single day is go, is this coming from a place of I am enough? Or is this coming from a place of become better because I am not enough, right? right? And yeah. I think it's something that a lot of achievers just don't take enough time to pause and go, whoa, I'm addicted to that feeling of achievement. Well, what I wanted to say about Sarah's recent post that I have just been absolutely loving is all of your real laugh posts. Like those have been <laughs> such a beacon. Real laugh? She posts these pictures of herself like actually laughing, not like posing laughing with like, like you know, ha, you see ha, those ha, ha. stock images of women like laughing over yeah. their salad where they're like, ah, and it's like this perfect laugh face. And I love them because they're true moments of laughter. They're true moments of <laughs> snapshots of joy that she's sharing on the internet. I love that. And like it just, when I see I can't them, help but laugh just hearing this concept. No, this like, amazing. I can't I wait to watch it. When I see them, <laughs> like it actually brings me that feeling you were talking about of like this is exuding joy. This is ex yes. exuding happiness. You can feel the authenticity. You can feel right? it. And yeah. to me, as someone who doesn't know you very well, you know, um, although if you want to be friends, I'm available. Um, you get to see that joy yes. and you and you like feel it from that from that lens. And and on the internet, when you see someone, you know, posing with a smile, you might be like, oh, they're happy, but you, you don't, don't get that really shot know. of happiness. And it gives yeah. me permission to be like, my laugh is beautiful and joyous and feels that way for other people. And like, it's my favorite series. And I just want to tell our listeners like if you want to send us a beautiful photo or tag us in one of your photos of you genuinely laughing on your social like we would absolutely oh, die unavailable. you can That'd tag us at, at we sh at we podcast <laughs> it's like we would love to see your genuine happy smiles because they're beautiful it's beautiful i love it. i think it's a perfect segue to i know we have to wrap so i, I think it's just a perfect segue for people to know where they can find you Sarah. where can they find the smiles and the laughter yes. and the where, realness where can they find you? <laughs> the good vibes you can find me on instagram TikTok and YouTube under the name Saggy Sarah. Love the name. I, I love, love it. it. Wonderful. Thank you so Thank much you. for everything that you do. It's so awesome. We're Thank so happy to have you here. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for giving people permission to be themselves and leading by example. We really appreciate you and we hope to stay connected and have another conversation at some point, Sarah. Yes, of course. I'd love to. There's so many like discussions that I just want to keep. I, can I know we can keep going yeah, all day. It's awesome. Totally. <laughs> keep well, being you. Keep being You're you. Go, go keep check being out you. Thank oh. you. <laughs> go check out Sarah on her Instagram. Um, if you have any feedback, comments, anything you want to share, you can reach us at podcast at we .com. We will catch you next week. Everyone have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. 
And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, make sure you click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com free, where you can build your first workout and activate your two-week free trial. See you next week.